With both of our sons back from college this week, Sarah and I, my wife Sarah and I, have been thinking about one thing a lot. We've been saying to each other, it seems like only yesterday they were born, they took their first steps, they went to kindergarten, etc., etc. Each step along the way seemed like such a, a miracle to us. A miracle perhaps not in the way we normally think about miracles, but part of the miracle of the natural unfolding of life which brings change that at times seems impossible to believe. God in this great gift of life brings to each of us this opportunity to experience change, to experience growth, to do new things that we have never done before. That was certainly true for Mary. I love how the scriptures put it. The angel comes to visit Mary and, and it says, the scriptures say, she was much perplexed by the angel's words and pondered what they might mean. Perplexed. I bet she was perplexed. Uh, when God's message comes, whether by angels or in any other way, it is going to be perplexing. And it is going to be something that will lead to pondering. And it is going to test whether you are ready for change, ready to have your world turned upside down, and it's going to be a scary thing, which is why the angels in this Christmas story and other places in the scriptures always start their message from God with, don't be afraid. Because not, God knows what God is asking, and God knows who God is asking. Us? Change? That's what we think. We echo the words of Mary, how can this be? You want me? Well, as hard as it might be to believe, there God is, kind of like those, the posters of Uncle Sam during wartime long ago, I want you, pointing to Mary and pointing to each one of us. And again, we echo Mary, I'm, but I'm only this or I'm only that. You've got the wrong gal. You've got the wrong guy. But the good news of Jesus Christ is that God knows who God wants and as impossible as it may seem, God wants you. And even more amazing or impossible is that if you accept God into your life like Mary did, God is able to bring change even to you and to me. Is able to change the way you look at yourself, the way you look at others, the way you look at every situation you find yourself in. Think about the passage we heard from Paul in those last words he writes to the church in Rome. It's like a summary of everything he's written before. And don't forget, he says, you people, you people in Rome struggling to be the church in the midst of a society that seems against you. Don't forget you people who are trying to live as Christians when it seems difficult to do so, kind of like today. God is able to strengthen you. 
according to the gospel. God is able to strengthen us, which is the good news of a Savior born for us, born for you, that changes everything, and most importantly, changes us. And thank God for that, because we are broken people in a broken world. We live in a world where the death of 142 people in a school in Pakistan fills our media and breaks our hearts. We live in a world where people can enter into a cafe in Australia and find themselves in a hostage situation. We live in a world where people don't have enough to eat, where people don't have a home to call their own, where people face the death of loved ones, face the loss of a job, and the list goes on and on and on. And yet, in the midst of all this brokenness, God sends God's love in the flesh to be born for us and in us. God sends a Savior to be born for us, not just in a manger long ago, but today, to see the impossible possibilities in our lives and in our world. To live despite the brokenness we feel in our own lives and the brokenness we see in our world. To live hopefully. Despite the brokenness that surrounds us, to live loving fully. Despite the brokenness that we feel in our lives, to carry the message of Christ through it all. And you have to ask, like I'm sure Mary and Joseph, the shepherds all ask themselves, how can we accept this call? For Mary and for the others, the angels visit in the Christmas story. The angel comes and goes, and there's really not a lot of discussion. God comes to Mary and says, basically, I'll be with you. And that was certainly true. God in Christ would be with Mary God asked Mary to bear Christ, God incarnate in the flesh. And you have to ask yourself, how could Mary grasp this impossibility? How could she comprehend this impossibility? How could she accept this in her life? And yet she does. Somehow she does believe that with God all things are possible. She says, here I am. She says, let it be. And I wonder sometimes how I would respond, how we would respond. How would we respond if we were asked to bear Christ, to carry God's love in the flesh? And you know, this is not really a hypothetical question. Because in a way, we're asked to do just this. Each one of us has been chosen. As impossible as that might seem, each one of us has been chosen to carry the good news of Jesus Christ within us and in us. We have to think about how does that feel? Can you feel Christ alive within you? Can you feel God's love alive within you, because God wants you to feel that. 
We'd like to say, whoa, God, not me. We'd like to change God's mind about this. We, we don't want to change ourselves, but God comes to us just like God came to this young, poor, normal, everyday girl in Nazareth and says, I know you don't think much of yourself, but I do. God says, I know you're not sure about what is inside you, but I know. I put it there. I am there. My love is there. And God says the same thing to us today. In the midst of the brokenness and the darkness of this world, there's a wholeness and there's a light that lives in you. Just like it lived in Mary. And God says to you, just like God says to Mary, trust me. And this is what Mary does and, and this is what we must do. Trust in the living presence of God in us. That's all that God wants. Our trust and our obedient faith and lives that reflect that. It's like what John Bunyan wrote in Pilgrim's Progress. He had this character called Mr. Standfast. And he gets to what's called the eternal destination in that book. And he's asked, basically, how, how did you get there? And he says, it was pretty simple. He had seen the prints of Christ's feet in the dirt before me, and he put his feet right in those tracks. So Christ was sent... Jesus was born for a reason. A way was put before us that helps us to truly believe that with God, the impossible is possible. And what that means is that we can believe that as we grow as Christians, we can change. That as we move sometimes unsteadily on this path that Christ puts before us, sometimes filled with fear, sometimes stumbling, often filled with fear, often stumbling, there is a God that believes in us. There is a God that believes in our broken selves and this broken world. Even when we don't believe it or believe in it ourselves. There's a God who offers us new life. A next step, if we'll only trust in God's eternal love born for us, born in us, alive for us, and which comes alive through us. That's what the Christmas story is all about. And that's what God hopes our story is all about. The impossible possibility of believing that God was a Savior, was born for us. That a Savior lives in us. And that God can come alive through us. As amazing as that seems to that everyday, normal little girl from Nazareth. And as impossible as that seems for us. Let us pray.